0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster.
1: And I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Tuesday, the 4th of July. In your squiz today, the RBA considers the cash rate. Russian troops advance in Ukraine. Nick Kyrgios is out of Wimbledon and a mini Brexit. This is your squiz today. Claire, it's feeling a bit like Groundhog Day every first Tuesday of the month. Today's the day the Reserve Bank Board meets to decide on whether it will raise the official cash rate. It's currently at 4.1% after 12 rises over the past 14 months, and there's no consensus from economists about whether we're likely to see another rise today or not. So.
1: This is all about managing inflation. Just if you need a reminder about why we're talking about mm-hmm. this again. Of course, the Reserve Bank wants to bring that down as quickly as possible. Last week, there was some new data that was out and it showed that in the 12 months to May, inflation dropped to 5.6%. That's down from 6.8% in April. Mm. So it's a really good sign. Uh, it's also the lowest rate that's been recorded over the past year. But, and this is a big but, it's still above the Reserve Bank's target rate of 2 to 3%. And that's why there's talk of another interest rate rise today.
0: And as for what's keeping inflation up, Claire, one of the biggest contributors to May's figure was housing. And there was new data out yesterday that backed that up. The Bureau of Stats says new housing approvals jumped by 20% nationally in May and CoreLogic data also showed a slight recovery in house prices in most capital cities in June. And Alice, we're not short
1: of official data (laughs) when we're looking at these things. There was retail data that was out last week and that's another factor that the Reserve Bank will consider today. There was a 0.7% rise in retail sales in May and reports say that that was down to people buying up at the end of financial year sales. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was above economists' predictions. So on the one hand, we've got data showing inflation coming down and that's because we're not outspending. And on the other hand, we've got official data showing that we're outspending.
0: The experts reckon that all points to another couple of rate rises from the RBA this year. They expect the cash rate to peak at 4.7% in November. Let's check back in tomorrow, Claire.
1: Yep, I reckon we will.
0: We spoke about the National Anti-Corruption Commission, or NAC, launching yesterday, Claire. It was a busy first day. Its boss, Paul Brereton, said his new team has already had 44 referrals handed to it.
1: Yep, that's what happens when you turn the website on and give people your email address. Uh, One of those was from Green Senator Barbara Pocock. She's pushing for an investigation into PwC, that consulting firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was after revelations that staff leaked confidential government information to clients. Uh, Yesterday, ahead of all of this, PwC released findings of its own investigation. Uh, It named eight partners who have now been sacked, Uh, One of those was the former Aussie boss, Tom Seymour. He wasn't actually involved in the scandal, Mm. but it happened on his watch.
0: In its statement yesterday, PwC said that accountability is critical to improving our culture. And based on our investigation today, it's clear that the conduct of a number of partners fell short of what was expected of them. PwC also said those partners are now being held accountable. Ukrainian authorities say that Russian troops have made advances in four areas in the east of Ukraine, Claire, but Deputy Defence Minister Hannah Maliar said that despite that, there's been some success for Ukrainian troops in the south.
1: Yeah, that's right. But there is some confusion about what's happening in that eastern region around Bakhmud. Of course, it's a city that we've talked about quite a bit over the last mm. few weeks. It's in uh, that spot where there was a really long and bitter drought Drawn out fight between Russia and Ukraine. There were heavy losses there uh, before Russia took control in May. Uh, Some of those losses were from the Russian mercenary group Wagner. Uh, It was involved, of course, in that uprising in Russia last week.
0: Yeah, we spoke about that quite a bit last week as well. The Wagner boss, Yevgeny Prigozhin, led his men in that rebellion against Moscow before he called it off and then was exiled to Belarus. And over the weekend, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky claimed that 21,000 Wagner fighters have been killed in eastern Ukraine in the war and another 80,000 have been injured sport that's being played in England is a hot topic at the moment. A lot was said yesterday about our win of the second Ashes Test, Claire, but we're turning a fresh page today. Wimbledon has started overnight.
1: Yeah, not turning a fresh page, unfortunately, though, is Nick Kyrgios. He mm-hmm. pulled out yesterday with a wrist injury. Uh, it seems like a long time ago, but he actually made the final last year. He lost out to Novak Djokovic, but it was hoped that there were really good things ahead for him and that maybe he was on track to realise his really huge talent. Um, sadly, though, it's been nothing but injuries for Curios since then and his efforts to try and recover, but he couldn't do that in time for Wimbledon.
0: Yeah, Curios said he's very disappointed about that. Alex Demonor, meanwhile, is Australia's best hope on the men's side of the draw, Claire. He's seated number 15. There's seven Aussie men and two women giving it a crack this year, so good luck to them.
1: Absolutely. Good luck.
0: If you thought Brexit was enough the first time around, we could be getting ready for the sequel. The Orkney Islands in Scotland are considering the possibility of becoming a territory of their distant rally, Norway.
1: Yeah, so it's an archipelago of 70 islands. It's in the northern isles of Scotland. Just 20 of those islands have people living on them mm-hmm. uh, and they've been inhabited for about 8,500 years. Alice, if you can't tell, I've gone down a bit of a history black hole with the Orkney Islands (laughs) and what I can tell you is that it was under Norwegian and Danish control until 1472. Uh, It became part of the Kingdom of Scotland though when the king at the time didn't get his dowry from the family of his bride who was a Danish princess Mm. so it's been part of the UK I guess since then Uh, but back to the here and now the locals reckon they don't get enough funding from the Scottish or the British governments. So they're looking at their options to get out and heading back to Norway could be the way to go.
0: Yeah, but any changes in their status or leaving the UK requires referendums and agreements with both the British and Scottish governments, Claire. It kind of reminds me of when I disagree with my family and I think about getting onto one of those ancestry websites to find my real family. Yeah,
1: better better people are out there for you.
0: (laughs) squiz the day, Claire. What are we taking note of today, uh,
1: Alice? It's the anniversary. Speaking of history, of the launch of Hotmail.com, <laughs> which was the first free web-based email service. That was back in 1996, and Alice. Not long after that, I was off backpacking around Europe. I had my Claire at Hotmail.com email address up my sleeve, <laughs> and I spent a lot of time trying to find internet cafes where I could check in with people. It was very very <laughs> very tedious in those days. Yeah, and
0: Claire, not to make you feel old, but that came out when I was just three years old.
1: Oh, don't tell me that.
0: (laughs) Before we go today, one way you can support The Squiz and Claire's impending aged care (laughs) is to rate and review our show. You can do that on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you can say nice things about us or give us five stars. That's us done for today, though. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.